I'm Polly. I'm a mom, a wife, a pelvic floor physical therapist, and founder of No Kegels University. I have helped thousands of women stop leaking, enjoy intimacy, and feel proud of their bodies, even after having kids. After years of listening to women wonder why no one talks about leaking, how they should properly recover after having a baby, and that pleasurable intimacy is possible, I started to get real frustrated because I believe that no mom or woman should struggle when there are answers. It became my mission to shed light on the lack of postpartum care and the lack of discussion on issues that relate to women and their health, even if they can be uncomfortable sometimes. It also became my mission to change the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more. Here we go. Episode 54, Experience Elite Pelvic Floor Coaching. In this episode, I, with the permission, of course, recorded one of the coaching calls with one of my sweet clients, Katie, and I wanted you all to be able to hear what a coaching session actually looks like. I've had so many questions and curiosity surrounding coaching and what it might be, and I like to think of it as personal training for your pelvic floor, but I also feel like it's not probably the best way to describe it. But you'll you'll notice in the call that I had already identified some of her goals before we even had the conversation. And everything that we're going to do will, of course, line back to the No Kegels University method and all of those levels and phases. But also be mindful that we are laying a great foundation to reach not only her, her goals, but lay a really great foundation for you to reach your goals. If you're interested, check the show notes for more information for the link, as well as a way to contact me to see if this is a good fit. And with that, enjoy this episode. All right, Katie. Hey, I'm so glad to start coaching with you. And I am really glad to hear about some of your progress, just even after the call we had. So before we jump into it, I just want to make sure that the goals you told me in the email are are the right ones. So you had said your goal is to stop leaking, especially when you cough, and to jump on the trampoline again. And I know you just had a baby. So hit me with the extras. That way I know where you're at and we can jump right in and give you some tips to get started with today. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, so the the cough is something that I have had. Like I've just had a chronic cough for years. It's probably been like a decade. So my entire like adult life, I have leaked. And then I had my daughter five years ago. And of course, my pelvic floor was already not very strong at that point um, because of the coughing. And then of course, after having her, that's when I had to basically graduate to like wearing a pad all the time um, because I just couldn't go throughout the day without leaking at random times. Um, and then, yeah, I just had my son recently. Um, but you had given me some, just some like preliminary exercises to do while I was pregnant. And I, yeah, I've noticed that even after having him, I feel like my pelvic floor is stronger than it was when I had my daughter just because of what I was doing beforehand. So, yeah. Good. I'm smiling ear to ear over here. This is so great. 
and I'm so glad you had progress while you were pregnant because I think sometimes, I don't know, I just think some people kind of forget that we can still build strength even though we're pregnant. So yeah, so I'm really glad for that. Um, okay. So tell me, did you tear with either baby? I did. I teared with both of them. Yeah. Okay. And then are you, you're still nursing? I am. Yeah. It's kind of like okay. half and half. So we okay. like half nurse, half formula. Okay. So the reason I asked those questions is because I think there's a couple of considerations that we have to have here. And the first one is you're still pretty fresh because how, how old's the baby? Yeah. He'll be four months next week. Okay. So when you're still fresh like this and whether you're nursing or not, you can still have relaxin, that hormone that makes everything loosey goosey in your system up to nine months after you have that baby. And if you nurse, it almost even extends that a little bit longer. And the research is a little unclear past nine months, but they never looked at that as it relates to nursing and breastfeeding. And so I just like to be a little extra careful. So you'll notice that I'm not going to give you, well, I mean, you can do whatever you want to, but I'm not going to give you permission to go hog wild and start going to CrossFit tomorrow and start working out two times a day Okay. because those hormones are still present in your body. And that's going to make some things loosey goosey. So I know we didn't talk about diet diastasis yet or anything of that nature, but the consideration still is, is we don't want to do any long-term, I don't like to use the word damage, but I feel like it's an easy word that comes to mind. We don't want that damage to happen to those tissues that help hold your organs in place and your pelvic floor and your belly muscles and really anything else. So I'm very cautious that until you're done nursing, Mm -hmm. that it's not till two to three months after that maybe that's when we start getting into higher impact types of activity. So everything's going to be really gentle specifically for that consideration. Okay. And I'm, sh- I'm, I don't know if you've ever heard that or not. I feel like not that many people talk about it, but it's one thing that I feel like we probably should talk more about. Yeah, have you, have you heard that before? Doctor, yeah. My doctor was telling me, she's like, go back to doing whatever you were doing before you got pregnant. Like you're cleared for whatever. But I will admit there has been like a part of me where I'm like, I am struggling to like get sure. back to where I was before. And some of it is because of the leakage and just feeling like I can't, you know, it's embarrassing, right? Of course. <laughs> so, of course. Yeah. So I'm actually kind of relieved to hear you say that. <laughs> yeah. I just, again, it's just one of those things I feel like gets missed and I don't think things should be missed as it relates to postpartum, especially, especially when there's no reason that you can't return to the way you used to be. Right. So, yeah. All right. So a couple different things. The one thing that I would say is, is I, well, let me ask you this. Did your doctor tell you to work on your scar? Uh, no. Uh, uh-uh. okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So no, we're, we're I was going to say, I'm not even sure that I know exactly what that means, but I've heard you talk oh, about yes. it like, online. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, okay. Yeah, we'll talk about that today. Okay, so as it relates to your scar, let me just share with you a couple different things. The first thing is, is if you tore any other muscle or you had surgery on any other muscle that required that muscle to be stitched up, you would probably have to go see somebody like a physical therapist and right. get that worked on. 
Yeah. And the issue is, is that while scar tissue is a good thing, otherwise you would have a gaping wound. And I'm kind of being facetious about that, which it is a good thing. Yeah. But if we leave that scar alone, what can happen is what I like to call the Elsa effect, where those tissues become frozen. <laughs> yeah. And I'm using that term like a little aggressively, but I've but I've seen it this way before. And so we also know that in order for our muscles to get stronger to stop leaking, we also have to have full range of motion. So if those tissues or just even one section or a good chunk of the section because the scar tissue it doesn't always stay local it can spread which is why oh. i like to call it the elsa effect yeah <laughs> okay that that is something that we want to ensure doesn't happen so of course we want the healing to happen and that wound to be closed but we also want those tissues to stay supple we want them to be mobile because i'm sure you've had a cut on your finger before or somewhere on your body and it's not hard and stiff and stuck, is it? Right. No, uh-uh. Okay. So the first thing that I'll have you do is I want you to work on that scar. And I feel like this is a part that a lot of women get really nervous about. And I actually think it's probably one of the easier things I'll ever have you do because I'll only have you do it one to two times a week for like 30 to 60 seconds. It really doesn't take that oh. much work. Okay. And so the first thing is, is you're going to find that scar. Okay. And all you're going to do is you're just going to massage it. So you can press on it. You can rub circles on it. You can make it move, you know, up and down, side to side and circles, diagonals in all the directions. And you're only going to do that for 30 to 60 seconds. That's okay. it. And you're talking to like your fingertips, right? Yeah. Your Yep. Your fingertip. And of course, maintain good hygiene while you're doing this. Right. But the other thing, if you feel like, oh, that's too much, you can always take a tampon applicator with that tampon in, throw it away after each use. But you could also use that if you wanted something to kind of be a barrier in between you and that scar, because I know sometimes that can be a little intimidating for some women. Yeah. Okay, cool. And, and does it, I mean, does it feel like just a, any other scar or does it feel kind of different? What am I um, looking for? It, that's a, that's a good question. So it can feel lots of different ways, but most of the time you'll be able to tell a difference because if you find somewhere else to press internally, yeah. you'll be able to compare it like, oh yeah, that, that tissue doesn't move very well or it feels really thick. So Okay. There's been times when I have felt things like, a, it feels like a string underneath the tissue. Okay. Sometimes it'll feel like a log, like a big Tootsie Roll that got just like inserted underneath those muscles. Okay. You'll, you'll notice. So most of the time it's at the bottom or it's like off to the side or something. Okay. Um, I don't think it's something you necessarily need to call the doctor and say, where's my scar? You'll be able to find it. It's not okay. always a straight line. Sometimes it might angle a different direction, but you'll know right. it, it will feel different. So just compare it to other tissues. And if you're having a really hard time finding it, anything that feels tight or that doesn't move, mm -hmm. like if you like if you're sitting there and you took your hand just right now and kind of mashed it on your bicep or your quad muscle, those muscles move out of the way. It should have that same semblance. Okay. That same feeling. Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. All right. And then, so that's 30 to 60 seconds, one to two times a week. Okay. That's it. 
You can do it more. It doesn't necessarily hurry it up at all. Okay. It's, we're just really trying to make sure that as you're still healing, because you're still pretty fresh, that yeah. we're just ensuring that there's nothing that's going to keep those muscles from tightening up so that as we start to add that strengthening in eventually, then they're able to demonstrate that full range of motion. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Yes. So oftentimes I'll tell my clients or, or patients, if you saw me doing mini squats and you said, oh, good for you, Polly. And I said, I know, I know I'm trying to build a booty. You would probably look at me so funny because you'd be like, well, then why are you just doing those mini squats? Right? Like yeah. get your booty to the ground, like use the whole thing. Right. <laughs> right. And the, the premise is the same, right? Like if you, if some of those muscles are stuck and they don't have their full range of motion, there's no way they're going to get strong. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. I, yeah, that's good. And so that, so that's the piece that I feel like gets missed so often. And it's the piece that probably is the most important (laughs) to your strengthening journey, because at that point, or I guess if you're not doing it, then you're probably spinning your wheels, right? Like, well, I'm doing my kegels or not doing my ke- or whatever you're doing. Yeah. With yeah. Those. So that's part of that first level of the no kegels university method is okay. that we need your tissues to move and move well. And yeah. this is applicable to you because you tore with both babies. And so we have scar tissue to contend with. Mm-hmm. And the next thing that I um that I should probably mention is that this could take a little bit of time, like it could take a month, it could take a couple of weeks, okay. or it could take um like longer. I will tell you that this part is the worst in the sense of I don't have much control over it. You don't have much control over it. Yeah. It's just kind of how your genetics are. Okay. But I will say the quicker we get at this, the better. And it doesn't need to be painful. That's the other thing that I should say too. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. And then the next thing I, did we, when, when we were on that call and I had you start on some things, I remember I'd given you like, um, some pelvic floor strengthening stuff, but did I give you that balloon breathing like in preparation for birth? Yes, you did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Have you worked on that since? I actually haven't. I forgot about it. (laughs) Okay. Well, here's the best news. If you're, are you, you said you're pumping too, or am I, I made that up. I, just a little bit. I haven't okay. been as much as I probably should. <laughs> okay. Oh, there's, yeah, there's no, there's no worry on my end. I just was curious because whether you're pumping or nursing, I feel like this is a good time for you to yeah. do, for you to do balloon breathing. And I'll oh, talk okay. about the, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I just said, okay. And the one thing is when you're doing the balloon breathing, while there's so many beautiful benefits to it. The other nice thing is it helps your system move into rest and digest, which is also really helpful for letdown. Oh, great. So not only can you, which I'm not really a huge encourager of multitasking generally because most of the productivity (laughs) folks say not to, but here's where I like to kind of stick it to people on this. Most of the stuff I'm going to give you to do, you can do it with baby. So it's not like you're going to have to go find a bunch of time. Yeah. You can do it with baby around. So we'll go back to the scar massage. So typically, I think the best time that most of my patients and clients over the years where they've had the most success is typically before you go to the bathroom, like the last 
you know, you empty your bladder and then like you wash your hands and you go to bed and then that's it. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not the newborn. You might have a couple <laughs> more wake ups. But if you go ahead and work on that after you get done going to the bathroom, that way it doesn't have to be a big old production. Right. Of like, oh, I got to have my husband watch the baby and then I got to put the towel on the bed and then I got to, if you just do it right after you get done going to the bathroom, you got to wash your hands anyways. It's just 30 to 60 extra seconds and it's not a huge production. You're not having to find a ton of time. Totally. Okay. Yeah. So hopefully that part is helpful. Um, And then for the balloon breathing, while it's really helpful and I'll get to that in a second, if you can do it while you nurse, and I'll, and I'll have you do like 60 to 80 breaths, um, right. which should only take a couple of minutes. Maybe it takes longer in the beginning, right? Because you have a different body now than what you did right. before. But not only will it help with nursing, but if you're already there, whether you sing to him or talk on the phone or whatever, yeah. if you just even have a couple minutes, that might help you get through that particular Okay. Um, And this is specifically like doing the balloon breathing, not just like. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And because you're not pregnant now, what I'll tell you is so as you're working on those inhales, um, it might, maybe it might be helpful for you to go lay down on your back or your belly just to kind of make it a little easier to start. But one of the things I notice is that lower section of that belly from like the belly button to your pubic bone. Mm-hmm. So many mamas will say, oh, my mom pooch, blah, 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 which yes, yes, I understand our, our belly stretch to that capacity to yeah. be able to hold the baby. But I also think the other consideration is, is that section of our muscle, that rectus abdominis, that almost acted like a shelf for baby to hang out on. Yeah. Most of us, I mean, you did, right? Because we had talked about it, but most of us are not asking that muscle to expand Right. And shorten like with our breath. And some people will like have you tighten it and it's not exactly the same. In fact, yeah. it's really not. It's not really the same at all. But so that section, it's going to feel possibly, hopefully not, it might feel like it's dead, like it doesn't want to do anything. Yeah. So just be mindful of that. When okay. you go to do it, that's why I like laying on your belly. Like, and some people say, oh, it's going to be hard. It actually kind of forces that feeling of that entire balloon inside your belly blowing up. Right. Like we had talked about. And it kind of gives you input of that lower half where little baby was growing. Okay. Yeah. To make it start to expand and then return and expand and return. Right. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, cool. So, and then that piece, that ends up being a little... Sometimes that part can be a little tougher, especially freshly postpartum, but I think if we can get it moving, I think you'll notice a pretty big difference there. Okay. Yeah. And remind me again, when I am doing the balloon breathing, I'm thinking like that whole expanse, like from, is it just pubic bone to belly button or is it like, like even whole, like up to diaphragm? Oh, the, the entire diaphragm. So think of it. I, I must've just jumped ahead. I think I I just assumed, oh, we talked about it once. You got it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Refreshing my mind. That was pregnancy. This is postpartum. Touche. And, and the lack of sleep probably isn't helping you much either (laughs) on that too. Okay. So 
what I want you to think about for the balloon breathing is more so that you have a balloon inside your belly. And as soon as you start to inhale that balloon that's hooked up to a pretend helium tank, if you will, it's going to start blowing up. It's like someone turned on that helium tank as soon as you started to inhale. So okay. as that balloon is blowing up and blowing up, you're going to feel it press on underneath the front of your belly and then the sides of your belly and into that rib cage and the back of that rib cage and your spine. Right. And then of course, downward into that pelvic floor. Okay. That's right. Okay. Yes. I remember that now. Cool. So and the principle there is, so now we're really working on the first two levels of the no kegels university method where we're getting the tissues moving and moving well. And then the second level Sometimes I like to kind of do both of them at the same time, right? Because kind of like in any university, you can take like 100 level class classes and 200 level classes, I guess. But oh yeah, what you what you can do there is what we're really trying to do is restore those tissues back to how they used to be. And I know that sometimes a lot of people will say, and I. I'll say it in my marketing, I don't ever really mean it. It's just to capture the attention. I'm, I try to be pretty honest about that. You're never going to, quote unquote, get that body back, sure. but you're going to get that function back. Yeah. Because having birth is such a natural, like primal event. Mm -hmm. So right. to say like, you can't bounce back. I mean, because here's the thing, right? Like animals are not running around leaking all the time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so. I think the I think the idea is is that we want to get your function back. And these two levels, if you will, these phases that we're working on, that they're just two of the four. Now, sometimes they might take a little bit longer, sometimes they might take a little bit less than the actual strengthening yeah. side of it. But in order to really make progress on your strengthening, these are the parts that have to be there. Right. And I won't get too much into the pressure system as it relates to the balloon breathing because I think it kind of gets boring sometimes. We can go out, we can talk about it later if you want to. I'm yeah. not trying to not give you the whole scoop, but I also think too, I want you to walk away with some steps that you can go get to work on. But also in this phase of being postpartum, it's not like you have a ton of time, right? Like, right. I mean, not to poke fun, but I'm sure your house is not like white glove inspection clean right now, <laughs> right? Like dry shampoo is probably at an all time high <laughs> in terms of usage. I want this to be very easy. So if you yeah. can, you know, carve out just a little bit of time to work on that scar tissue, work on that balloon breathing. I would say 60 to 80 breaths that are good, though count yeah. the good ones, a day should be plenty. Okay. Yeah. And then what I would say, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying this is great. This is awesome. And it feels it feels more organic and more natural than like like after my daughter, it was like, okay, try to do a hundred kegels. And I'm like, my body doesn't want to do a hundred kegels. Like this just feels so much like like there's pressure that's been lifted, you know, like oh, good. it's not going to be hard. It's stuff that I can actually just add into what I'm already doing. Good, good. Well, I, I think one, I'm, I'm really glad to hear that, but also, I also think too, postpartum is hard enough. Yeah. And like you said that, you know, that pressure, not that the pressure system I was talking about, but just like that well, you have to get that body back and you have to, and you have to because so-and-so did and so-and-so did. 
ensuring that each of these pieces are in play will make your recovery so much easier. And again, like you, I like how you said, oh, it feels very organic. And, you know, I mentioned that having birth is such a primal thing. Yeah. I don't think that it should be so aggressive because I don't think, I mean, I don't know, maybe I should go research cheetahs. I'm just like thinking of like a cheetah and a mom. Like, I don't think they're hunting on day two of, of giving birth, right? Like, or six weeks for heaven's sakes, right? Like that's, it's kind of a slow thing. Yeah. So I, I see no reason why, like you had said, okay, your goals were, and and that's the other thing I want to go back to. I know it probably didn't feel like we addressed those goals of not leaking when you coughed and being able to jump on a trampoline without leaking, but we are in the sense of these pieces have to be established before we can get you stronger. Because okay. the, the other thing I'll mention here and where this has happened, where you've had the leakage with the coughing and with the, like jumping on the trampoline, our pelvic floor muscles, they're supposed to contract in response to that downward pressure. So every time you mm-hmm. cough, the, <clears throat> when I did that, my pelvic floor should have just like contracted, contracted with both of those. Or when you jump, right? Jump, jump. That pelvic floor should contract in response. Right. And so a, where those muscles are, aren't, ha- they haven't been doing that tells us, right, that the, the muscles aren't doing what they should. But the mere fact of just understanding what actually happened to that pelvic floor and what those hormones and with that possible scar tissue and ensuring that your pressure system is intact, yeah. that will help lay that foundation for us to get you stronger. But I've also seen it where when we start getting those pieces, even before we've started doing any actual strengthening like you did during your pregnancy, that they'll actually see a change in their leakage, like an improvement, even without doing the strengthening because that pressure system, that's such a... It's it's how your body works. It functions naturally and physiologically. It's already there. We don't have to think about it. But because right. it's been disrupted, that's where we have to go back in and ensure that that foundational piece is there so then we can start strengthening. Yeah. Well, and that makes sense too. I I think because of the exercise you gave me to do during pregnancy and then the fact that I had my son and I'm like, my pelvic floor is the best that it's been. <laughs> and I know that it's <laughs> from those exercises. Like I, it's easier for me to to know because even those exercises you gave me, I was like, these are so simple. These are so easy. Like maybe, maybe I'll give it a try. And then after having my son, I was like, my pelvic floor is the strongest that it's ever been. I understand how exercises like this, especially setting that foundational piece can kind of have that same effect. So I'm actually kind of excited about this. (laughs) Good, good. The future is bright. I promise. I know. I will jump on a trampoline. It's funny how that's like a goal, <laughs> but it is. <laughs> you're not, you're not the only one. You're not the only one. Good. Okay. Well, here's a scoop. When, so because you signed up for coaching, you have access to me from 30 days from when we started. I think it's in your email or I'll, I'll have to go back and look. I can send that to you. Yeah. But if you have questions, you reach out to me, I'll answer them pretty quick within like 24 hours or so. And then at the end of the month, we can kind of decide if you want to continue, maybe take a break and then, you know, you know, just kind of 
especially in this postpartum phase, right? Like just kind of get you going. And then when you feel ready that you can carve out a little more time, when we get to start asking a little bit more out of that body, then you can, you know, schedule another month session or of the coaching. I don't want you to feel any pressure either way. Right. There's lots we can do in the month. Even if you feel like, oh, I'm not, you know, doing as good of a job, you're, you're laying a bigger foundational piece than probably what you realize. And you're probably, probably doing more and better than what you think you will, even though you haven't even reported back to me. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) That sounds awesome. Good. Okay. Well, you let me know if things come up and, um, we can schedule another chat or, um, we can do this over Voxer, whatever, whatever sounds good to you, but you just, you just keep me posted as you, as you need me. Okay. Sounds good. Okay, cool. We'll see you later, Katie. All right. Thanks, Polly. If you enjoyed this episode or even wondered if I can help you, check the show notes for more details. And to see what else I'm up to, follow me on the socials at Beyond the V, period, by Polly. Because I'm changing the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more, I still need your help. Please subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend or two. See you next week.